You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Oh, yeah, let's do it. It's a Monday. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. And the afterglow of a 4-2 Flames win. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Big win over the Tampa Bay Lightning down at the Dome on Saturday night. Man, we got busy. We got lots. We got lots. Things are in the air. Stuff needs to be talked about. Things need to be given away. Our man Patrick Dumas is not here this week. He's on vacation. Well-deserved. Man of mysteries away. For, yeah, I have no idea where he is, what he's doing, nor do I really want to know, nope. to be honest with you. No, sir. Not for me. Nope. But uh, Patrick is off. Uh, that means our man, the co-host of the Big Pigeon Show on Sportsnet 960, yes, the fan. Sir. Uh, Shan, are you here all week? I'm here. I'm here for a few weeks. What? <laughs> oh yeah. That, do you do you like that? Like, is it, you're like, oh no, I have to wake up early now. No, I like that. I don't have to wake up early one day of the week. It doesn't ruin my sleep schedule. It's oh, nice. Okay. I'm happy to be here. So you're here all week, and then you're here next week. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Fired um, up. Spoiler alert: Maddie and I are not here next week. No. Spoiler alert: This no. guy's not here Friday. Oh, good for you. You and Peter Klein on Friday. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward for Pete coming in. Always a good show. Yep. little uh, send-off into the holiday break. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. We'll uh, um, rehash oh. the entire year. We'll do oh, really? Like, uh, That's nice. Oh, yeah. No, actually, we have nothing planned. So oh, okay. Maybe, maybe we'll scramble something together. Maybe but. like a text before? I don't know. We'll put it on the whiteboard, see if we get to it. If yeah. not, we'll just erase it. Um, We got lots to do today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have lots to br- discuss about the Flames 4-2 win Saturday night. Over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, your boy did the intermissions with Pat Steinberg. Did you have fun? Yeah, it was fun. What was the dinner? Uh, shocker, it was beef again. Oh, it's always beef. Every time I get there, it's beef. It's not always beef, but it is. I good. know. Yeah. So it was a weird combination. Mm-hmm. Um, it was broccoli with big fettuccine noodles, <laughs> cream sauce, uh-huh. and then beef. I'm like, oh. okay. And beef. Hmm. Yeah, I'm like, all right. Like a, it was beef like smothered in gravy, like, a, like like some sort of um, chicken or some sort of fowl would be the no, thing that goes with no, it. No, no, no. Okay. And there was like peas in the uh, pasta. Oh. It was good. Right on. Okay. And then, and then, and then, no, and then, no, and then, and then the um, the dessert was uh, rhubarb and strawberry crumble. Huh. Rhubarb is such a useless. I'm really happy I missed this meal. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, rhubarb is something that. Uh, it does. It has to go with something. Otherwise, it's just vile on its own. Yeah. And it has to be covered in sugar to oh, be yeah. actually edible. Yeah. Essentially caramelized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was the meal. I did the uh, the intermissions <laughs> with Pat Steinberg. We got lots to do. So the Cobra, uh-huh. uh huh. Big Show Flames analyst, Mr. Brent Cron, joining us in the studio at the <laughs> at the top of the hour. I don't know why that keeps making me laugh. It's, it's so good. stupid. It's very good. Um. He's gonna join us at uh, seven o'clock. Break down the Flames' big win. So. We not only have one thing to give away today to you, our listeners, because we love you so much. I'm doing the heart thing with my hands because that's what I feel like with our Little listeners. Like, yeah, the heart thing. Emoji. Yeah, yeah. We, we heart our listeners. So we have movie tickets to give away, and it's our day 11 of our Wild Rose Brewery, 12 Days of Christmas. Tomorrow's the big day. Tomorrow's like the big enchilada. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's the big reveal. Like we're giving away, boom, all the prizes tomorrow. So today's day 11. So this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm thinking. For 7.30 to give away the movie tickets. Because I want to give away stuff in the 7. And I want to give away stuff in the 8. 
but the Wild Rose Brewery thing is throughout the entire show. This is where we're going to do around 7.45-ish, and Brent Cron has no idea we're going to do this, because mm-hmm. I just thought of it like minutes before the show. I can confirm. Because um, I'm like, I got because I didn't know we were giving away movie tickets till I got here. Mm-hmm. The communication on the show was second to none. I'm just kidding. It's totally fine. So, um, like, is it in the rundown here? Did you guys put it in the rundown, or was it a real surprise? Did George not read the email, or was it a real surprise? No, I just I'm giving you guys to put it in the rundown, but I gave him the sheet on his desk there. Okay, so yeah, sheets right here. <laughs> movie tickets. What did I write down? We're gonna play stump the cron. Yeah. Where you're going to either call in, and if you call in, you always have a better chance of winning, or on the text line, you got to stump Cron, ask him a question about the current members of the Calgary Flames. Let's see how well Cron knows the current members of the Calgary I think Flames. It's, I think it's going to be poor. Like, do, do you win if you stump him? Because I think it's just going to be the first person to call in stumps him. No, no. If you stump him, you're in a pool of oh. people who stumped him, and then we'll pick out of those people. And then people we'll randomly win. pick? Yeah. Or are we, were you going to do uh, editorialize our selection based on the question that's asked? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> you never know with yeah. this show. Yeah. That's the thing. We have, we rule with an iron fist, yeah. and the fist says we do what we want. Yeah. So Sometimes you and Patrick and even GVP, you're passionate about saying no to some people to winning their prize. You're like, no, not that guy. No. I'm like, okay. Like, come on. Well, I just think that we have a certain standard that we set. Not with the <laughs> oh, show, yeah. but when we're giving away our prizes, you're right. we ask our listeners to bring if- the best. And I don't think that's being... Too much. If there's Frankly, one, sh- if there's one show on this stage, I put a lot of work in. I'd like the listeners to reciprocate. That's all I'm saying. If there's one show in, on this station, near this city, I gotta watch a lot of sports. That has a gold standard in broadcasting. Nine o'clock, so I get lots of sleep for the show. Yeah. I just like that everyone reciprocates. It's not that much to ask. By the way, is it both of you doing uh, a mucho big show at nine? Yes, sir. Wow, Shan, you're co-hosting. Yeah, I do that all the time. Oh, okay. one half of the big pigeon show. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. Like that, you guys. Damn it. A couple of big pidges. Now, instead of stumping the crumb, we should have had the, the name of the show for you guys. Mm. Damn it. Ah. Like, no, but I do like stump the cron. I like big pigeon. Stumped. <laughs> Pigeons are nice. They're flying rats. Um, what a sentence. They are. Um, so, I lost some train of thought. Stump the cron at 730. Um, flames win 4-2. And we got Charles Davis coming up at 8 o'clock. Insane week in the NFL. Lots mm. to discuss. Tee up the Monday nighter. I can't believe there's two weeks left in the regular season. Yeah. Well, no, there's three weeks. It's an 18 week season. 17. Now. Oh, yeah. 17 yeah. games, 18 weeks. Yeah. Okay, fine. But uh, yeah, it's Bills kicked a hole in the Cowboys. Ravens look like the best team in the AFC. I'm really struggling with this Christmas Day schedule. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's going to be a lot of football on during Christmas, and it's awesome. Okay. Ravens 49ers at 6.15? Oh, my family. Boy, I hope you guys are ready to watch. (laughs) Get get ready to watch some Brock Purdy, Lamar Jackson. Usually that's when we turn off the NBA that it might force my parents to choke down. But hmm. I love that Christmas NBA. Okay. (laughs) It's going to be an afterthought this year. I'll tell you that for free. Uh, Here is day 11 of our Wild Rose Brewery, um, 12 days of Christmas. Tomorrow's the big big enchilada. The the whole kit and caboodle? Yeah, the whole kit and caboodle. The whole pie. I don't know. Um, Not as good as Kit no. and Caboodle. But we're going to give this Caboodle. away at 8.30. Where's this come from? we got to figure this out. Mackenzie Weger having three more goals than Matthew Kachuk is like having blank. Mackenzie Weger having three more goals than Matthew Kachuk is like having blank. Of course, Matthew Kachuk and the Panthers in town tonight to play the Flames. Yep. That's our text topic for day number 11 of our Wild Rose Brewery. 
12 days of Christmas. Mackenzie Weger having three more goals than Matthew Kachuk is like having blank. 960, 960, name and location. All right, we got that set up. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen at around 8.30. We're going to do that. I also have an idea for tomorrow that I want to share with you on air. Okay, sure, yeah. So you tomorrow... Do now? Okay. Yeah, yeah we're going right in. now. Right, like, on. right okay. now. Okay, I'm so, ready. So tomorrow is Just day 12. looking up these great caboodles. Uh, tomorrow's day 12. So we give away every single prize we've given away mm-hmm. for day 12. Sure. So this is what we're going to do tomorrow. It's on the whiteboard, and I'm going to unleash it on our listeners tomorrow. <laughs> okay. We're going to play the sum of all flames tomorrow. Oh, good. I've been itching for this one. So this is how it's going to work, because I I walked home from the Dome on mm. Saturday night because I wanted the fresh air, and I, I wanted to you know contemplate. Maybe I sat down on a bench, and I put my fist underneath my chin, and I looked out <laughs> as I was thinking and contemplating life. Yeah. This is how it's going to work. <laughs> it's going to be past members of the Calgary Flames, their sweater numbers, Either multiplication, division, subtraction, yep. addition. Yep. And that'll equal a current member of the Calgary Flames. Yeah. Are you following? Yeah, no, I get it. So we're gonna do that tomorrow. And it's gonna be a lot of phone calls. I'm I'm just gonna say this. If you love impossible flames trivia, you're gonna love this one. I think this is easier. I don't know about that. You don't think so? It really depends on how complicated you want to make it. There's a whole lot of math out there. So I'm just, there's a lot of different ways to go with it. Like, for instance, it would be like this. Here's an example. Okay. GVP, let's, let's, let's give you an example. Okay. Okay. It's Jerome McGinley minus Al McInnes equals who on the current team? Huberto. Boom. Is that hard? No. No, that, that one's easy. Yeah. I'm not going to make them impossible. Yeah. I'm not going to say like, you know... Like, insert random, like, Mark Bureau, like, who I did an Impossible Flames trivia played for. Like, I'm not going to do those types mm-hmm. of players. I'm going to do better-known Calgary players. Yeah. Okay. That you would probably know their sweater numbers. Hmm. But they'll be former players, and then whatever the sum of that is will equal a current member on the team. And we'll do that tomorrow for 12 days, the 12th day of the Wild Rose Brewery, 12 days of Christmas. Do you like that idea? Yeah, I do. No, it's a good one. GVP? For sure. Yeah, if it's a bit easier than Impossible Flames trivia, I think we can have some fun. Would, would we stop? Can we please stop slagging Impossible Flames <laughs> trivia? It's brought to our, it's brought to you by our good friends at VK Bruco. I'm not slagging it. No, I just say it's, it's difficult not, sometimes. Again, to compete the in, name is listen to. Okay, you know the whole shebang. Uh huh. It's in the name. So we're gonna do that tomorrow, and it's gonna be you. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm gonna put Cron in too. So it's going to be like a caller will face off against you, and then a caller faces off against Kron. And oh. if you get the answer quicker than the caller, the caller is eliminated. Oh, okay. But if they get it quicker than you, they're in. They're in the running to win the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, some good. The cabo- whole shebang. Some good caboodles available right yeah, now. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. So that's what we're going to do tomorrow. Some of all flames, mm-hmm. because it's an idea I've had for a while. Yeah. And I was thinking, how do I use it? How do I incorporate it? And mm-hmm. I'm like, tomorrow's the perfect day because that's a damn good prize tomorrow. It's a big yeah. one. You get all 12 days in one. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Okay. Um, we have some business to uh, to come because you have a busy, busy, busy Rose Report coming up. It is stacked. It's fat. It's juicy. It's thick, as the kids say. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it coming up at the bottom of the hour. Multiple but first, yeah, sure. um, we, had a, we had a contest on Thursday, courtesy of friends of Wild Rose Brewery. Uh-huh. 
And it was, uh, what are three words I can work into the intermissions with Pat Steinberg? Oh, yeah. So uh, let's revisit the actual text from okay. Elliot in Calgary, who, who, who won the contest, who won whatever day it was. And uh, he came up with these words. Oh, texty. Elliot in Calgary. Rainbow, ornery, swashbuckling. So those are the three words that came up. Rainbow. Rainbow, ornery. Sw- Swashbuckling. Yeah. Ornery and swashbuckling. Okay. Um, so during the intermission, I did the intermissions with Mr. Pat Steinberg. Mm-hmm. And uh, Derek um, it introduced me twice as a very special guest. I'm like, okay, slow down, Wills. It was a very a special nobody. guest. I'm a nobody. Yeah, but you don't do broadcasts very often. Very special. No, well, yeah. Now I can put that on the old resume. Yeah. Keeps on growing, baby. Yeah. Uh, NHL broadcast. Check. Real NHL broadcast. Mm. Check. Spilled coffee on myself. All right. Have you not done a Leafs broadcast in Toronto before? Uh, no. Really? Hmm. I've covered a Leafs game. Yeah. But I've, I haven't done the broadcast. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that was on the broadcast of yeah. the Leafs game. Hell yeah. So um, did the intermissions with Pat. A lot of fun sitting up there. And then did the, did the, did the I, post game. I love sitting up there. Great view. I was watching it See, again yesterday because I watched it Saturday, but I was like participating in family events. So yeah. I rewatched it yesterday. And there was so much that I was like, God, I just wish I could see behind the play. Listen, see, you that's where you and I differ. Like, I, I like being there. Don't get me wrong. It's its a great view. I just feel like I, I soak up the game more when I watch it on television. Because I like talking about maybe tidbits from the broadcast that we can use as talking points, too. Like, when you're at the game, you're right. You see the play develop better. You see the way Huska's running the bench. You see things behind the play. You see the game better, but I also like the tidbits of watching the game on television. Mm-hmm. So again, it's apples and oranges, whatever whatever style. You prefer being at the games. I think I prefer watching them at home. But again, very privileged, and I don't. It, I don't. Being at the games is awesome, and having a pass to be able to go to the games is incredible, and that's definitely something I don't take for granted. So did the intermissions, and um, Derek and Megan knew what was what was up because I told them. Derek knew what was going on. Megan didn't know. She's like, "You're gonna fit those three words." I go, "Yeah." And they're like, and Derek's like, Pat's going to figure it out. I go, no, he's not. He's going to have no idea what I'm doing right now. No. Because I think he was half listening to me anyway. So it's fine. It's like, it's like, well, you're, you, you could, you're, he does a lot of stuff all at once. He's it's, busy. It's yeah. kind of ridiculous yeah. how much it's stuff like, he's trying to do at once. It's like, it's like you, GVP, and Patrick. Like sometimes you just half listen to me, which is fine. I understand that. So, uh, more than sometimes. Okay. But, but uh, I get it. So those are the three words. Uh, can we play a clip uh, from the first? Uh, intermission where rainbow was said hit it all these different combinations it's just one day you just want the flames to have an effective power player to go out there and dominate it's like it's like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow there it is rainbow in that felt shoehorned boys in the other room it's not bad thank you are you kidding me yeah you want a great power play where they dominate it's like it's like you see that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow you're like please have a great power play that's how i worked it in that feels like a little bit of a stretch. I feel like the the it would have been something nice if if the, it had already arrived, if if they had already found the pot of gold. But you don't really follow a rainbow until the shower starts, so it, it doesn't really your an, your Shan? analogy doesn't really make sense. Shan, good analogy. I'll, I'll give it to you. It wasn't wasn't bad. Yeah, you scared them before the show. I get I it. Didn't it's hunt fine. Them. Okay. You went in there yelling, called them all soft. Yeah. You guys should have seen it. It was, uh, yeah. it was your generation. HR right. would have had a real problem with it. I'll tell you that. Um, all right. So that's Rainbow in the house. Uh, clip two, uh, same first intermission uh, where Ornery made its appearance. Mm-hmm. He's definitely come up with an Ornery mood today. I definitely like what I saw from Pospisil. 
Perfect. Nailed it. Yeah. He Just, was very ornery. He was. He had a very spicy start to the game. He did. He was physical. I, I really like my voice there. He did. He did. Hey, guys. He, if I had a girlfriend, she'd kill me. He carried over from that wild game really well, and yeah. I thought he started good. Um, Janot obviously tried to scrap him after he threw that big hit on yeah. Sorelli. He blew him up behind the net, too. Got the, got the crowd going. Exactly I will say the atmosphere do. was great on Saturday night down at the Dome. It looked like a good one. And Saturday nights are fun, man. I love a good Saturday at the Especially Scotia 8 o'clock. Saddle you maybe home. have a couple before you go into the game. <laughs> a couple. Being soft. And finally, um, the one that Derek Wills told me, oh, you'll never be able to work in swashbuckling. Mm. Hit it. I'm also really liking how the Flames are activating their D. It's like a swashbuckling style. <laughs> All three, baby. No, no, no. I need more context. I want to say what I want to hear what you said after that. What is a swashbuckling style? Oh, it was like when Dennis Gilbert took the puck in. I have it. Dennis Gilbert took the puck in. Mackenzie Weger with his offensive upside. Even Rasmus Anderson taking plays and pitching mm-hmm. in deep. I didn't. There was just too much after that. But I slid in uh, uh, swashbuckling. So all three were said. Pat didn't even blink. I think that um, I was really hoping that you would be able to reference the boat parade and Nikita Kucherov on the boat parade for mm. swashbuckling. Like mm. I was really hoping you'd be able to go down that route because it really feels like you kind of jammed two of them in where they didn't really belong. I'm not going to lie. Swashbuckling in the first one, kind of feel jammed in. Okay. Wasn't the most organic. Mm. Well, that's not an easy word to jam into a, a hockey intermission. No, no, no. But no. It, but it, it did sound smooth enough where Pat didn't even blink and said, "What was that?" Well, I don't. Pat's also used to my intermissions where I just say chaotic things all the time, and he just skates by it as well. Now, uh, there was one thing uh, Pat and I didn't get to in the second intermission that I I teased in the first intermission. What was uh, that? they shot? Uh, they they showed it on the uh, the big screen. Uh, Harvey the Hound was doing something. I don't know. He was being he was being himself. You know, electric. And then there was some drunk ass flame uh, uh, lightning fan. Guy was middle aged for sure, and he had a bucket hat on. And oh. I'm like, if you're a middle aged dude, is there any way you can have a bucket hat on without being destroyed? <laughs> like middle aged dudes wearing bucket hats, it's a prerequisite that you're drunk off your ass. Because there's no way you're sober as a middle aged man wearing a bucket hat. I, GVP confirm or deny. I don't even think I could wear a bucket hat right now. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Exactly. Also, if GVP showed up to the golf course in a bucket hat, you'd be like, damn, yeah, you can do it. Thanks. Yeah, but GVP's a younger gentleman. This guy was middle aged, drunk off his ass, going, lightning. And he lifted his beard right beside yeah. Harvey the Hound, bucket hat guy. You can't be sober, middle-aged, wearing a bucket hat. I just think of Joel Damon from it's the like, PGA Tour. It's only like yes. a couple steps below the, the helmet with the two beers on the, the side. The foam dome? Head. Yeah. The foam dome? Yeah. Foam dome's a, a winner. That was big in the I 80s, the foam dome. I haven't seen that in quite some time. The I haven't seen dome. one of those in a while. Can you wear a foam dome into the dome? Like, I, I, I'm assuming you can bring it in as long as there's no beers attached to it. Yeah, but the problem is that all the, the cans are tall these days. Which creates an even more precarious situation as far as trying to keep that sucker balanced. Yeah, like well, you could also walk around in your house with a book on your head like a model to get your balance down. Yeah, just <laughs> practicing. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> Honey, what are you doing? Practicing to wear my foam dome yeah. at the Flames game? Practicing to cheer for a goal, rock out to TNT without yeah. spilling a drop? Damn right. You what know are you why? doing? Because I'm a fan. Yeah. All right, uh, there Come was on, a- babe. You really need to pick up some slack here. Uh, do you want me to do um, my second period stuff that you're going to be sick about, or no? <laughs> no, go ahead. You want me to do it now? Yeah, sure. So uh, 
hashtag analysis. So I'm sitting there with Pat. Second period. Thought thought it was the best second period of their season. Yeah, really good. Right? So this is what I said oh, to Pat nice. during the second period. Hit yeah. it. For somebody who watches this team as closely as you do, I'm was that the best period of the Flames season? So because we, we talked about it. Yeah. Best period. I go, that, that's best period of the Flames season. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, post game, uh, yeah. hit the machine gun of the second period, please. Mm. Yeah, I liked our first two periods. That was uh, the second period, I think, was maybe our, our best period of the year. Next. I think the second period spoke for itself. I think it was one of our best periods of the year. And I, I thought the first two periods might have been our best two of the year, especially that second period. Hashtag analysis. That's what you get. And I, you know what? I feel like after being at the top, I should never do it again. Uh, I changed my mind. We're good for the morning report. Okay. Whenever you're ready to go. All right. right. Yeah, uh, we don't, need, we well, don't need to go down this road anymore. We're going to play uh, Stump the Cron. Good Kron. job. <laughs> we're going to play Stump the Cron in the 7 o'clock hour. We're going to piece that together because uh, I want Brent Cron involved. Were you going to ask questions to Brent Cron about the current members of the Calgary Flames? And we'll see if he answers them. And if he gets it right, you'll be thrown into pool to win. If not, you're out. You're out. That's what we're going to do. And then uh, all morning... It's day 11 of our Wild Rose Brewery, 12 days of Christmas. Mackenzie Weger having three more goals than Matthew Kachuk is like having blank. Mackenzie Weger having three more goals right now than Matthew Kachuk is like having blank. 960, 960, name and location. You got lots in the Rose Report, right? <laughs> so much. It's like, whoa. Like, you look at it and you're like, whoa. Like, whoa. <laughs> you know? Like that? Yeah. Like, whoa, dude. Whoa. That's so fat, dude. It's such a Big bro report, bro. I got such a big rose report, bro. Bro, bro, the rose report stack, bro. Bro, it's fire, bro. It's fire, All bro. Right. The rose report's bro. next, bro. The rose report's fire, bro. All right, we'll do that next. Big show, Russell and Rose Sportsnet 960. The fan. Oh, hi there. It's Monday. It's the big show, Russell and Rose Sportsnet 960. The fan live from Doug Lacey's basement systems downtown studio. We got so much to do today, man. Woo. How do we jam it in into three hours? I don't know. It just we just do it. Um, we're gonna play a new game with Brent Cron that I thought of literally seconds before the show. Stump the Cron, where you're gonna call in and you have to call in because if you call in, you have more of a chance to win. Because we got movie tickets to Aquaman two, The Lost Kingdom. Love it. Yeah. You get uh, two general missions, two medium drinks, two medium popcorns. You're going to try to stump the cron. Call in. And on the text line, we'll do this around 745-ish, 740. And uh, you call in with a question. It can't be overly difficult. But uh, you're going to try to stump the cron, um, where you ask a question about the current members of the Calgary Flames. And if he gets it right, you're out. If he gets it wrong, you're in the pool to, to win the prize that simple you're in the waiting pool you're just sitting there waiting to win is it waiting or waiting i don't know i think it's waiting didn't and that's what i don't no, waiting that. did i say waiting or waiting i thought you said waiting i think you said waiting and it's waiting that's a waiting pool i thought i said waiting or waiting but well, then you said you're it's in about a pool waiting. Waiting. whatever um 8.32, day 11 of her Wild Rose Brewery, 12 days of Christmas. Um, Mackenzie Weger having three more goals than Matthew Kachuk is like having blank. Mackenzie Weger having three more goals than Matthew Kachuk is like having blank. 960-960, name and location. You ready for the Rose Report? I'm ready. Yep, 100%. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I just got to turn on my mic. Turn on your mic <laughs> Don't there, worry about Pilgrim. me. Yep, new Whoa, here. did I miss the porch read? Yes. 
Damn it. You, can you do want it to now, do though. What's that? You can do it now, though, if you want. Hey, Maddie, before you get to the Rose Report. Yo, before I get there. Actually, Motor Works. Do it. Just do it. Just go. Uh, Poor Center Calgary has new inventory in stock. There's a great mix of all models, including Taycan, Cayenne, Macan, and even some sports cars. Poor Center Calgary has unprecedented offers like no luxury tax on 23 Taycan models and 3.99% lease rates on 23 and 24 models. Plus, Macan S and GTS 23 and 24 models are available with 6.99% lease rates for up to 42 months. Offers end December 31st. Visit PoorCenterCalgary.com. Pause. Now it's time for the Rose Report, brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Matty Rose. Yo, good morning, friends. Welcome to a brand spanking new week. Flames and Lightning played Saturday. We got all the deets, plus they host Matty Kachuk and the other Florida team tonight, the Panthers. Week 15 of Sunday of football saw another shift in the postseason landscape. Christmas games on the horizon. Got a Monday nighter. Plus some local notes, and we'll check it on the wraps ahead of a home game tonight. We'll start with the Flames, though. Took on the Tampa Bay Lightning back on this Saturday. The cursed Tampa Bay Lightning. No changes to the lineup for the Flames. Vladar got the start. Wolf as the backup. Vasilevsky for Tampa. Hedman returning from a two-game absence as they were closing out a season-long five-game road trip themselves. No scoring in the first period. Flames did have an early power play. Near circle, Sharangovich to the corner. Lindholm drops it, Sharangovich shoots it right into the chest protector of Vasilevsky who knocks it down and covers it up. Yeah, it was probably the best chance on it. Possible so it was being physical. I actually really like the start for the Cadre line as a whole. Vladar wasn't overly busy, but when he was... Ends up on Chernak's stick. Plays a left point, Sergeyev with a shot stop point, looking for the rebound, but Vladar is able to hang on, and he gets a whistle. Did what he needed to, George. That was the story of the first period. Yeah, I thought Vladar was excellent uh, in that first period, even though um, the Lightning definitely came out flat, mm-hmm. and, and the Flames a little sloppy. Very, sl- The puck was bouncing all over the place in that first period, just a very sloppy period, but I liked Pospisil's jam. You, you talked about it. Connor Zeri had a, like, a bad first shift. Got kind of hit in the face with the follow-through, kind of went down, and then later on lost his glove, and it was a yard sale. He's a bit of a mess. Shambled. But uh, he was he was good in that first period, and I just thought the Flames really didn't deserve to lead. Neither did the Tampa Bay Lightning. It was a very, very sloppily played first period. Yeah, it was in the mud, but into the second. First good shift actually went to the Lightning with the point line and Kucherov and the Lightning, but then the Flames turned it on its head. Now Paul tries to clear Bounces it by Greer, and the puck does come out to center. Anderson's going to bring it in up the right wing side and slide it ahead to Greer. Shoots it and scores! A.J. Greer rips the puck just inside the near goal post. Yeah, future flame Steven Stamkos with the turnover. Mm. Were you, are you doing Avalanche with Makar? What? Sorry. No, no. <laughs> Good. Why don't they just get them both? Uh, Greer turns it the other way. He's able to beat Vasilevsky with a shot that was kind of in between his feet. Pretty yeah. tough shot to make, but it goes off the stick of Chernock as well. Able to uh, beat the netminder. The big cat, Vasilevsky, 
fifth for Greer, just two minutes and 30 seconds into period number two. It, it looked like a weak goal, but it did hit the stick of yeah. Chernak and change direction. Sure so. did. Lightning responded well, had a couple of good chances. One went off the helmet of Vladar. Flames iced it moments later, but then after the draw... Anderson will grab the puck and give it to Mangiapane, who sends it out to center to Coleman. He speeds in, tries to tangle in, and loses the puck in Radish's skates, but the Flames will make a change here. Back to the right point, Vigor lines and fires and scores! Mackenzie Weger with an 85.6 mile an hour slap shot off the post and in. The boys like to call me the Muffin Man. Mm -hmm. Isn't it nice to see a guy scoring the NHL with a shot that a lot of you could actually shoot harder? <laughs> hey, like, again. Hey, GVP, can you rip at 85? I don't know. I haven't been clocked since I was like 12 years old. What were you shooting when you were 12? It was in kilometers. It was like, I don't know, 90 clicks or something like that. Okay. That's pretty good for 12. Yeah, that's pretty good for 12. Uh, but again, it, it's reassuring because obviously if you were on the ice with these guys, you'd you wouldn't have a chance in hell. But it's nice to see a guy shooting a puck that mere mortals can shoot. I have a uh, golf rangefinder that I, that can also check speeds. So oh. you should bring that to the rink the Put next time? Put that on the whiteboard. Okay. GVP, we'll clock you next time. Uh, Flames win the draw. They put it up the ice real quick. And like you mentioned, it's the eighth for Mackenzie Weger. His eighth doubles his goal total from last year. And the Flames led 2-0 at the 6-minute and 20-second mark. Uh, I don't know if you knew this. Yeah. Um, through this part of the season as we head into Christmas, what? Mackenzie Weger tied for second in the NHL with goals by defensemen. I know. With like some pretty re respectable names. Kale McCarr is one of them. Yep. I don't remember who the other is. Bouchard's there. Yeah. There's somebody else who's hanging around too. Anyways, weren't done there. Another defensive zone faceoff coming out of the first TV timeout of that second period. Here's Osterley now. Left point to Lindholm. Far corner to Osterley. He drops. Sharon Bowich scores! Sharon! Red hot Yegor Sharon Govich launches a 92.3 mile an hour what? rocket. What? Derek really likes the uh, the speed of the shot stuff. That's a great call. Um, can I say that's one of the most electric goals I've ever seen at the Dome? Because he won someone a trip to Vegas? Yeah. Cowboys, Cowboys Casino? Cowboys Casino has this great promotion where uh, if the Flames score within 60 seconds of, of whatever it is. Coming out the of the TV coming timeout. Coming out of the TV timeout. Uh, a couple wins a trip to Vegas. And by the way, the couple, uh, their first game out, they've had a newborn child. This is their first time out. 16-month-old. No, no way. Going to Vegas. And they were jumping up and down. Everyone, it, the, the barn was electric. When they, when they won this trip, it just added. Not only are the Flames kicking a hole in the lightning in the second period, you also win somebody a trip to Vegas. A new parents of winning a trip to Vegas. It was absolutely electric at the Dome. Last time I saw it won, it was Mackenzie Weger. Was it a muffin shot? Goal. It was a bit of a muffin shot. Yep. Who scored the goal. The barn goes nuts. But then the second pop, when the fan turned around, he's wearing a Weger jersey. No way. And it was in his first year. It was last year. Yeah. So it was like, oh. Wow. It was so good. Anyways, how about Sharon Govich as well? That was a sharky play. You go back and watch the replay and you yep. just tag 17 and he just drifts and, and he just kind of slithers around and then he finds this wide open space and he pounces and he attacks. He gets those big teeth out and just chomps on and grabs a puck and puts it in the back of the net. I like that you're... Whoa. I like the... <laughs> I like that you just fell in your chair a little bit because you got so animated. I like that you're painting a picture with words. Also, you know what I do like, and it's something we'll talk to Big Show Flames analyst Brent Kerr on the Cobra coming up. 
that chemistry between him and Lindholm, and it's I don't, great. I don't think, it's I don't fun think to watch, man. And again, I, I talked about it with Patrick in your mission. I don't think this is a coincidence that Sharon Govich is playing better because Lindholm is also playing better. Because oh, yeah. I thought Lindholm was flying on Saturday night. Yeah, he played really well. I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. Yeah, Flames just dominating at this point. Led three nothing. Seven minutes into the second, they led that, uh, held that lead into the intermission. Now, did you see the part that the only thing? Like, the best period of the season for the Calgary Flames, the second period Saturday night against the Lightning. The only thing that was missing, the only missing part that would have been the cherry on top, a point the icing Jonathan on Huberto? the cake, was a Jonathan Huberto goal. It was a two-on-one with Coleman, and Coleman throws it cross-crease. All Huberto has to do is just direct it in. Just tap it in. Tap, tap, tappy. That's all he had to do. And he, and, and he did. The, I think the barn would have exploded. The dome would have crumbled if Huberto would have scored. After the trip to Vegas, and then all of a sudden John and Huberto scoring, it would have been the perfect period for the Flames. Alas, it didn't happen. Into the third, some hand-wringing intermission from the fans, I'm sure, because even with a 3-0 lead, the Flames had lost three straight games that they had held lead in the third period. To make it worse, the Bolts... Great start to period number three. Lindholm takes over and gets spun off of it by Kucherov, who grabs it, centers it, point shoots and scores. Calgary native Braden Point shoots the puck past Dan Vladar. Yeah, miscommunication between Lindholm, Hannafin, Anderson, the whole group. Kucherov gets it behind the net. He finds Point in front. And just like that, the Calgarian is able to cash in and make it 3-1 four minutes into the third period. That's his first goal ever at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. Yes. For uh, the Calgary native. Also, um, Kucherov, the first two periods, I don't know what the guy was doing Friday night, but he was just floating out there and he looked very disinterested. Third period, not so much because then he started dominating. I will say this, not overly surprised, the end of a five-game road trip with Nikita Kucherov. Not overly shocked that he mailed it in for the first 40 minutes, and then he was trying to turn it on. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very cooch. Uh, He's having a great year, though. Look, um, they had another jam play moments after that. They being the lightning waved off, though. Vladar was pushed into the net. His leg kind of got caught underneath him as well, which was a little bit of a sketchy moment. Then the Flames took their first penalty of the game. Anderson knocks over Stamkos. He's called for the cross check, and the NHL's third-ranked power play went to work. Here is Kucherov centering it. He had Paul alone in front, but the puck bounces over the blade of his stick. Now Kucherov centers. Point tries to shoot. Bounces by him. Stamkos shoots and scores. Yeah, they're gross. Stamkos the ripper. That was a rocket. That was a rocket, dude. Yeah, rolling puck. He kind of just sets it down, but he makes sure he sits it down and it doesn't sit flat, and he just zipped it. Like that was the complete opposite of Uyghur's shot. He's taking a bit of a beating. No, here. again, I love the weak dog. You know, we're big fans of the weak dog on this show. Three, two, six minutes into the third. After that, skated a little bit of four on four. Uh, Vladar made some good stops. Then the four on four ended. And then the rookie with another signature moment. Oh, it turns the puck over. Here comes Zeri the other way. Skates it up the left side, takes a shot, and scores! Connor Zeri! Squeezes the puck past Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah, Connor Zary gets away from Brandon Hagel, jams it past Vasilevsky. That's seven goals for Zerbear, and the Flames had their two-goal lead back. Yeah, it was a bad goal by yeah, Vasilevsky. Was. Um, I, I didn't think he was very good. No. Um, 
Coming saw, off a 50-plus save performance in Edmonton. Saw, saw him roaming around pregame. Mm. That's a giant human being. Yeah, he's a big boy. Like He's a big cat, you George. know what it is? Uh, big ba- boy. Ba- yeah. Bad lettuce, though. Just oh, very, very okay. crusty the crown. <laughs> crusty the clown lettuce oh. going on on Andre Vasilevsky. Okay. I knew it was him right away. just based on his hair. I'm like, oh, there's Vasilevsky. Giant human being. Anyway, inside the Flames locker room. There you go. That's what you got? And I hate that they call it a locker room. Anyway. All they needed, Vladar held the door for the hate final it. stretch. The Flames won 4-2. Get a big win after yeah. a tough roadie. Yeah, I liked our first two periods. That was uh, the second period, I think, was maybe our, our best period of the mm-hmm. year. Um, I thought we controlled the play. We were smart with the puck, and we had a lot of zone time in that period. Um, so it, it was a good night for us. Weird week. They had four games, three of a possible yeah. eight points, but you kind of like how they played in all three games. And now they got the final week before the holidays. Again, uh, a, a big effort. And that's one thing that I think has been a recurring theme with the Calgary Flames here is the effort is there night in, night out. They're mm-hmm. playing hard for Ryan Huska. I don't think there's any question about that. And the kids uh, definitely pushing the, the, the older guys to, to play even harder. Zary was good in that game. Pospisil finally, I think, had a very good game using some of his physicality. Denny Gilbert dropped the gloves. They're putting Osterlay in some key situations, which was a little, whoa, there's Osterlay, you know, in a four-on-four. What the heck is he doing out there? But again, you know, a little more confidence in guys like that. And that was a big win for the Flames on Saturday night. I know it's at the end of a roadie for the, for the Lightning, but they handled them pretty good. Host tonight. Or host Florida tonight at 7.30. Then they'll head to California to play the Ducks Thursday and the Kings Saturday. Yesterday, the Flames activated Jacob Markstrom off IR. They sent Dustin Wolf and Ilya Solofia off to the Wranglers. That indicates that perhaps both Chris Tanev and Jacob Markstrom will be able to play tonight. Here's how we got it lined up for the station. 7.30 is when puck drop's going to be. We got Flames pregame at 6.30. Flames talk goes from 4 to 6.30. Real Kipper and Bourne at 3 o'clock. You can also catch Sportsnet today at 1 o'clock. I'm not sure who's doing that show because Logan Gordon's off this week. Fan check down at noon. Jeff Merrick show at 10. Is it the Big Pigeon show? I don't know. Oh, probably not. They're both here, so I would assume that the Pigeons well, no, are not here. The not here. Oh, I thought he's he... one half of the Big Pigeon show with Sham. Oh, uh, GVP's not a pigeon? No. Oh. Well, the, he, no listeners called GVP a pigeon. Mm. Kind of fits under the umbrella, though, doesn't he? <laughs> no, no. Oh. That's Shan so and Azam's thing. Sorry. What did you say, That's GVP? okay. Felt like a ricochet shot. Oh. Hmm. I didn't know you were listening. Five <laughs> games yesterday, including two Canadian teams. The Canucks were visiting Bedard and the Blackhawks, who were having just a miserable December. Two, five, and one being outscored 27 to 13. Led against the Canucks, but Vancouver, too much firepower this year, George. Canucks win the draw and play it into the Blackhawks zone. And why Kaiser's back to it behind the net. Chased down by Suter. Got it free on the forecheck to Pedersen to the slot with a shot. Deflected off the stick of Gutman and wide of the goal. Now Suter back to the line. Myers tipped. They score. Myers got the shot free. McKayev deflected at home in the middle of the ice. And it's 4-2 Vancouver. Yep. Scored his 10th on the deflection. Three unanswered. Vancouver led 4-2 at that point. They won 4-3. They're just three points back. Vegas for the division lead with even games played. Yeah, <laughs> like I, again, I, like I've seen the Canucks and I've seen how well they've played, but I've also seen them kind of sputter the last few weeks after mm-hmm. that red hot start. Mm-hmm. They got a goalie that'll keep them in it this entire way, though. Yeah, and Quinn Hughes is really good, like so right there in the north. So is Miller. I get it, but are they better than the Kings? No. Are they better than the Golden Knights? No. I don't know. I Way just, better than I could have expected this Yeah. Week. Like, are the Canucks really that much better than the Calgary Flames? 
Well, their superstars are playing way better than the Flames are. Well, did the Flames have a superstar? I would argue that Pedersen and Lindholm probably aren't too far off from each other. Hmm. Well, Quinn Hughes is the best player on There's both teams. There's a tier. Oh, yeah. Well, Not even saying close. Yeah. But I'm just saying, this isn't like when Derek came on and said the Golden Knights and the Flames have almost like similar rosters, which we almost fell off our chairs with. But I'm saying is this, um, are, the, are the Canucks really that much better than the Calgary Flames when, when both teams are healthy? I would say no. I would say they have higher end superstar talent. Yep. But like depth wise, I think the Flames have a yeah, deeper yeah, lineup. Yeah. 100%. Elsewhere, Senators were in Vegas to face the Golden Knights, the Golden Knights that were... Yeah, game three of a five-game Central Division road trip for the Senators. They're still looking for their first win on this trip. They'll still have to continue to wait. Stisla once more, top to left circle, lifted. Backhands it to Sanderson, feeds right into the skates of Zubin. Strip, Stone coming out two on one. Stone up the left side, shorthanded with Stevenson. Got it to Chandler, he shoots, he scores! Stone to Stevenson, shorthanded. Golden Knights take a four-two lead. Yeah, Chandler Stevenson with a nifty finish for the shorty. Three unanswered in the second. Vegas out to a 5-2 lead. They doubled up Ottawa 6-3. The Sens have now lost four in a row. Elsewhere, Capitals beat the Hurricanes in a shootout 2-1. Adam Henrique had a hat trick as the Ducks beat the Devils 5-1 in Jersey. And Nate McKinnon had four points as the Avalanche beat the Sharks 6-2. You want a little little Avalanche trivia or do you want to move on to the NFL? Uh, Quickly. Okay, fine. Nathan McKinnon recorded his 17th four-point game. Yep. That surpassed Anton Stastny for the sixth most outings in Avalanche and Nordiques history. Who are the five players that are ahead of Nathan McKinnon for four-point games? Okay, Joe Sackick. Joe Sackick had 32 of them, correct? He's second on the list. Peter Forsberg. He is third on the list. He did it 25 times where he had four points. Michel Goulet. 25 times Michel Goulet. Tied with Forsberg, actually. How many more? Two more. The leader and... Oh, hold on. The uh, ladder. I'm going to go um, Valerie Kamensky. Nope. Oh, no, oh, sorry. Um, he passed Anton Stastny. The list is topped by... How do I not know this? He's got the most points. Peter Stastny had 52 ah, four-point games Stastny. as a member of the Avalanche. Oh. Also, Miko Rantanen has done it oh, 19 no times, so he's a, a, ahead of McKinnon, which is kind of surprising okay. there as well. Four games tonight, apart from the Flames and the Cats at 5. Ducks and Red Wings. Penguins host the Wild as well at 5.30. Canadiens and Jets. At 6, the Kraken visit the Stars. Week 15 of the NFL, we had Saturday ball. The Bengals beat the Vikings in OT. Who day? The Colts got the Steelers, or got by the Steelers, thanks to three touchdowns from Gardner Minshew. And the Lions curb stomped the Broncos, thanks to three <laughs> touchdowns by Sam Laporta. Jesus, Rose. So good. That led into Sunday. Nah, I hate to see it, don't you, George? The Bears blew a 10-point They stabbed lead. him in the neck yeah. with a pen. Yeah. <laughs> Watched him bleed out in front of him. Called his family on the phone and let him listen. <laughs> that led into Sunday. The Bears blew a 10-point lead. Rolled him up in a carpet and threw him over a bridge. Yeah. Chopped his head off, lifted it on the doorstep of his parents. Dropped a Hail Mary <laughs> as they lost to the Browns 20-17. to The Bears essentially eliminated from the playoffs with the loss. Well, the Browns are 9-5 and with Joe Flacco winning despite three interceptions. Hey Browns. They're a threat in the AFC. You're only saying that because you played Joe Flacco in fantasy. No, and I'm saying that's win. because of this. They have Stop a guy it. who can sling it. 
That's enough. And their defense is good. That's enough out of you. In the NFC, the Buccaneers are facing the Packers. Tampa looking to win the division. Packers trying to get into the wild card, but Baker Mayfield cooking out at Lambeau. Shotgun look, low snap, pass by Baker Mayfield. Caught ball, and a first down. It's floor to the 40, inside the 35 to the 30, more to the 25 to the 20, more to the 10, to the 5. David Moore has scored a touchdown, Tampa Bay. Yes, yeah, scored a touchdown, Tampa Bay. Buccaneers win it 34 to 20. Four touchdowns for Baker Mayfield, no interceptions, 22 for 28, 381 yards. Count them. Bucks move to the top of their division, 7-7. Seven seven. Packers are 6-8. and eight. Playoff hopes grow slim at Lambeau Field, George. Time to bake. Um, and that's a bad loss. Well, I wish Patty DeMond was here to break I down know. the Packers. That's a bad loss Actually, he would be so ordinary today. Yeah, he would be. With that loss, he would not be very pleased. But at least it's sunshine and rainbows for his week off. No C.J. Stroud, no problem. Texans got a 54-yarder from Kiami Fairbairn as the Ooh. Texans beat the Titans 19-16. Titans eliminated from postseason contention. Houston keeps pace in the AFC South at 8-6. Nothing on that one? No, no I don't I, care. That's a bad loss okay. by the Titans. They had that game won. No Tyreek Hill, no problem. This one much Oof. more definitive. It was the Dolphins and the Jets. Two under center. Back to throw, looking deep down the left sideline. He wants one. He's got Touchdown, Miami. Yeah, it's a 60-yarder from Jalen Waddle from Tua. Tongue of Iloa. God damn it. What was that name again? Ah, I thought I was rolling. Gosh, shoot. Can you try that again? No, I'm not going to. The Dolphins are 10-4. and four. They have a shot at the AFC bye. The Jets are 5-9. and nine. Gosh. To a tongue of Iloa? Chiefs and Patriots from Foxborough. This game was flexed from Monday night because it stunk. Despite Patrick Mahomes throwing two picks, they were able to beat the Patriots 27-17. One interception definitely Kadarius Tony's fault as he just continues to have an all-pro terrible season. They're now 9-5, and five, while the Pats are 3-11. and 11. Magic ran out for the passing Paisano. The Giants headed down to New Orleans to <laughs> battle the Saints, and Derek Carr had his best showing in weeks. He threw for three touchdowns and 218 yards. The Saints beat the Giants 24-6 and ruined my parlay. Saints are 7-7. Seven seven. Mm. They're behind the Bucs because of tiebreaker, but they still have a shot at the putrid NFC South division title. Speaking of putrid, the other two teams in that division tortured fans in Carolina with a 9-7 game. Carolina gets their second win of the season with a field goal as time expired to beat the Falcons and almost scuttle Atlanta's playoff hopes. Now 6-8 with just a couple weeks left and tiebreakers not on their side. Rams beat the Commanders 28-20. Cooper Cup, a 62-yard touchdown, helping the Rams to win. They're 7-7 seven and, seven and in the seventh seed. Don't look now, George, but if you squint, we might have a chance at a playoff game that has Matt Stafford and the Rams heading to Detroit to face Jared Goff and the Lions in the wild card round. That would be super sexy. And credit the Lions for beating my Super Bowl champion Broncos. Yeah, yeah. Curb stomping them as a matter Again, of fact. Again, whoa, enough. Yeah. Mm, it was really graphic. I don't know. I'm just telling yeah. you the story. I just okay. read the facts, George. All Jeez. Right. Niners and Cardinals, this went exactly how you would expect it to go. Purdy from under center, takes a seven-step drop near midfield, spins to the far sideline, sets up to throw, flexes his wrist downfield, McCaffrey wide open, catches at the 10, falls up, gets up, and sprints into the end zone for a touchdown. Yeah, um, he might win the MVP. Three touchdowns yeah. overall for Christian McCaffrey. That one a 41-yard catch. Brock Purdy threw for four touchdowns as well, but 187 yards from scrimmage and three tutties for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, you're going to get to the Sunday Nighter in one sec. That is my MVP coming up in the Sunday Nighter. 45-29 the final. The Niners are 11-3 at the top of the NFC, although the Eagles can tie them with a win tonight. Bills and Cowboys. Cowboys still got to be a good team, don't they, fellas? On in the shotgun, two receivers left, one to the right. Here's the snap. Give us to Cook. 
Goes behind Dawkins through a hole. Down to the 10, the 5, and he leaps into the end zone. Yeah, how about James Cook? 179 yards on the ground, and that touchdown that you just heard is the Bills' run game was dominant. Ooh. Listen, I know the Cowboys came off that big emotional win over the Eagles, but that was at home. Go win on the road. Do something on the road. They got curb stomped, as you would say, <laughs> yesterday in Buffalo by the Bills. Dak no held chance. less than 140 passing yards. Dak cost himself the MVP conversation yesterday. He probably did. 31-10, they fall. Buffalo's 8-6 and six are just outside the playoffs based on conference win percentage against the Texans. And the Cowboys have a playoff spot clinched, but that loss means Philly has a chance to take over the division lead outright with a win tonight. The Bills can actually still win the division, but they need the Dolphins to lose a game because they play the Dolphins in Week 18. Sunday nighter had Lamar Jackson, the Ravens against Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. Trevor Lawrence now in concussion protocol. Jags kept making mistakes. Lamar had some magic to set up a fourth quarter touchdown. The Ravens able to win it 23-7. Locked up a playoff spot in the AFC. Walsh pushed Jacksonville into a three-way tie atop the AFC South as Jacksonville, Indy, and Houston are now all 8-6. and six. And Georgia Monday Nighter has the Eagles and the Seahawks from Seattle. More NFL with Charles Davis, uh, NFL on CBS at 8 o'clock. Raptors in action tonight. They host the Hornets at 5.30. GVP, what was your favorite thing from the NBA this weekend? Uh, I think the Detroit Pistons need to stop playing basketball. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> They've lost 23 in a row. I think they're they're, they're tied for third all-time longest NBA. 23 losses in a row. Yeah, only behind the Cavaliers and uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. Cavaliers tied for uh, first all-time when that original season when LeBron left with 26 in a row, so... They're getting, they're getting close, but I, they, they need to stop playing. Shout out to them. What a proud franchise. The Bad Boy Pistons, you know, Isaiah Thomas. Malice in the Mars, Palace. Bill Lambeer, Chuck Daly. And now they're just a... What just happened to Cade Cunningham? He's so, their best player. But okay, but... They, but they're terrible. Okay. Dwayne Casey's still <laughs> there? Awful. No, Coach Case is not there. Was Coach Casey in the NBA? Uh, I think he... He's he, the general manager. Of the Pistons. Oh, I don't know who the general manager of the Pistons is. It's a good question. He is the general manager? Yeah, he is. He is. Is he really? Yeah, he moved up. Oh. Oh, oh that's right. Anyway. Huh. Not doing a good job. Yeah. 23 in a row. Ooh, also, John Morant comes back this week. Oh, he's not busy uh, twirling around guns on social media? He's okay. going to play basketball instead? That's what he says. Okay. Okay. That's, that's what he says. <laughs> hey, look at this real gun I'm twirling around on IG. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very cool. From the AHL. Welcome to Snipe City, Alberta. Wranglers, tough weekend down in San Jose. Played the Barracuda Friday and Saturday. They got shut Ooh, out Friday. 3 nothing. They lost 5-2 on Saturday. They continued their road trip with four games this week. They will be at Bakersfield. Uh... Coming up here on, what's this, uh, Tuesday? Ooh, Barracuda. Yep. Yeah, I was looking for that, so I didn't. From the Sorry. dub, the Hitman beat the Tigers 4-3 Friday. They got by Swift Current 7-4 on Sunday. Also, did you see this? Jerome McGinley's 15-year-old son, Joe, the younger brother of Tiege, who plays in Kelowna, made his debut in the WHL oh. for the Edmonton Oil Kings, had an assist in his first game, scored in his second game. Nice. And from the HA, no the Calgary pressure. Canucks host the Black Folds Bulldogs at 7 o'clock. They're coming off a 6-0 loss to Drumheller on Saturday. The Okotoks Oilers lost to White Court Friday. They beat GP Saturday and Sunday. They won 2 of 3 on a northern road trip. Oilers are 4th in the AJ. The Canucks have now slipped to 8th. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Terrific stuff, Matty. The Rose Report brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price. 
by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Straight ahead, the Cobra in studio. Break down the Flames 4-2 win over the Lightning on Saturday night. And we'll play Stump the Cron at around 740. He's looking at me like, what? We're already stumped. We'll discuss. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan.